0: So this episode is going we can do something new called The Business Boost with Michael Blanc. And this is where I really speak to new syndicators and all different kind of facets of their development from very, very new to on their journey and really provide some coaching to them. It's kind of a live coaching session with Michael Blanc, and it's really no sugarcoating, no rehearsed pitches. It's just kind of genuine, like what's going on right now? Where are you stuck? What are you doing to solve it? And kick him in the shins every once in a while. And so today is, is one of those. I think you're going to find it really, really interesting because we're going to bring people on who have just started their journey. Maybe they're not even convinced that multifamily is right for them. What is going on in their mind right now? Some have already been working with us for a little while, and they're getting frustrated with how long it takes and are thinking of maybe quitting. So we're going to talk to different kinds of people today and kind of give you a snapshot of maybe some limiting or false beliefs that people have. People were actually stuck in the process, and we want to talk about that, you know, authentically. So today is with here. Jara Japu is the first one here today, and he's been with us for a little while, and it's taken longer than it should have. Now, we're going to find out why that was, and what he's done to get, you know, back on track. Before we get there, I want to give a shout out to Josh via Amazon who said, this is a great book. I really enjoyed it. and It's keeping me going. This is our yellow book called Financial Freedom with Real Estate. Definitely check that book out if you have not read it yet. And if you want to find out all about what it's like to invest in apartments, this is going to be a great introduction to the topic as well. Also on success highlights, people are still doing deals, believe it or not, every single week. And BBO Free is one who cl- recently closed a deal on two deals simultaneously. This is really no surprise because of the law of the first deal that says once you do a deal of any size, the second and third will follow automatically and almost imminently, and this is exactly what happened with BB. Now, she's faced a lot of different challenges. A partner bailed, a key person pulled out, a lender canceled a week before closing, but she was able, with her team that she had built, to raise $2.2 million in 24 hours to close, And her team raised literally $10 million for both of these deals, and she's learned a lot of lessons, including never giving up. And that's a really good lesson that you'll hear on this podcast as well. So congratulations, Bibi! If you are interested in working with us, then please check out our program. We'd love to have a conversation with you at themichaelblanc.com forward slash call. Just schedule a call with us and see if working with us is right for you. I want to talk to you today about kind of what I call the five stages of transformation. I've kind of studied this over the years and I'm constantly fascinated why some people are successful and some people, well, they're not. Some never make it out of the gates, Some go charging through the gates and then kind of stumble and fall and just don't get up and slink away. Why is that? And I have kind of five stages that I, I see that transformation taking place. And the, the first stage is really indecision. Indecision is you're not really convinced something is the right path. Whatever that, uh, that path is, in the case of multifamily, you're like, ah, I'm not sure if multifamily is for me. It sounds way too advanced. I don't know anybody. I don't have any money. I don't know how to do it. But you're intrigued maybe. So you're you know, you listening to podcasts and books, and you're kind of in this analysis paralysis stage where you're kind of on the fence. You haven't really decided. The next stage of transformation is commitment. Commitment is where something happens in your life and you say enough is enough and you wanna do something about it. In fact, you start doing something about it, you commit to a journey. And you may not have all the details, or in fact, many details not figured out, but you're like, man, I gotta get on this journey. I cannot be where I am right now this time next year. And you'll hear that refrain in in Sutir as we interview him, where when he kind of came back after he was off the track, something just clicked in his mind And he started to commit himself to the journey. And that changes everything because what happens is a commitment always results in action. And a recommitment always results in action down the road. That's what it is. That's a commitment to the journey. Now, once you're committed, typically what happens is a learning process. You go to some kind of boot camp or you do an online seminar, whatever the case may be. There's a learning process. And now what happens, though, is not everybody goes on to stage four, which is kind of practice. Okay, practice, because a lot of people are literally professional students all their lives. I know people who've gone from seminar to seminar and still haven't done a darn thing. And it's because they feel like if they're learning something, they're taking action. Well, they kind of sort of are, but at one point, you got to get to that stage four of transformation, which is practice. Practice is doing the things that you've learned in a safe environment. In our world, you're kind of what we call working in a throwaway market, right? So you're analyzing deals, talking with brokers. In a market, you aren't going to buy deals in. And typically, it could be in your backyard. You wouldn't buy anything, let's say, in Boston, let's say, okay? Because it's, it's, the cash flow is not there, but you're going to call on brokers. You're going to analyze deals for a period of time because it's a safe environment. If you screw things up, it's not the end of the world you're practicing, okay? So practice is really stage four of transformation. It's absolutely key because during this time... You start building new habits, and you'll hear that ensued here as he, as he did put in a discipline that was very new and unaccustomed for him, and it was through this practice phase. The practice phase is critical because, yes, it builds new habits, but it also builds confidence. Right. So knowledge gives you some calm. You start to believe a little bit more, but confidence is key as you interact with brokers and investors. That confidence is absolutely key by practice. You have to practice what you've learned. That is a necessary next step after that. And then step five, the so transformation is consistency, and consistency is kind of I would call maybe the boring stage. It's really where you're taking tiny action every single day for long periods of time. Only through consistency can you get lasting transformation. So those are the five stages uh, that you really need. Is you need to go from that this indecision stage, which is fine. You can be there for a long time. And no one's putting a gun to head that says thou shalt decide, okay? But maybe you should decide. Maybe you should decide this is for me. This is not for me, right? So that gets you to the next one, which is commitment. And commitment always results in action. Then the the third stage is learning. Then you have to practice in stage four, practice what you've learned to build new habits and confidence. And then the last stage is consistency. And as Hal Elrod says in his book, The Miracle Equation, consistency is the key. So you're committed to those activities that will ultimately get you to that outcome you desire, but you're committed to those activities for as long as it takes, there is no other option but to continue doing that until you get the result. You continue analyzing deals, continue talking to investors until you get a deal and get money raised. So hopefully that was valuable to you as you map out your own journey from where you are now to the transformation that you desire, which could be your first deal, financial freedom, financial freedom or a thousand unit portfolio. All right, let's get in the show here with Sudhir Jupu and really see how this applies to him. Overlay these five level transformation to kind of his journey. I think you're really gonna like it. Hey Sudhir, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Welcome Mike, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, so let's let's give a little background here before we dig dive in and, and maybe talk about some of the things that you're struggling with. Give us a little more background about yourself and what made you get started with this, this journey, apartment buildings?
1: Initially, I was, I'm in Tampa, Florida area for the last 18 years. I'm doing mostly single family homes, around six or seven on myself. They're producing me income, but not enough to replace any income or not. So then one of the friends, I started giving my 401k amount into another LLC as an LP then that, that got me a good decent returns during the COVID period. And then that made me think if I'm getting a, a, as an LP, doubling my money in four to five years as an equity multiple, what does it take to be part of on the GP side? And I just like talk to a few friends and watch the few YouTube videos. And then I understood that the more effort you put on the GP side, the more percentage you can get it it's not a def- definite definite amount but it, it all depends on the total deal and things like that so then i started uh, thinking about it and and the main reason i was entering into is i'm in a regular full-time job but what happens if i'm out of job for one day maybe the company will pay me for four weeks and then it will start looking for another resource when i'm comfortable in my current active full-time job why can't i pursue something on this side that will help me replace my income. If I, if I want to do my full-time, I will do it. If not, I should be a bit luxury to come out of it and take this one.
0: What's your full-time job?
1: I'm an uh, IT director at a financial services company local to Tampa.
0: Gotcha. So you you got started in real estate just because you wanted some financial security, yeah. And then you're like, well, this is pretty cool, but it's not making a lot of money. How do I scale it up? Yeah. And that's how you you found us. And now now, why did you decide to work with us? And obviously, this requires a commitment of time, of course, but also an investment in yourself. But why did you feel like working with us was something that you was right for you?
1: I mean, I was looking as part of these videos and like in my other friends' network. When I expressed this, some of them joined other mentorship programs. Then I have heard other mentorship programs in the industry with Brad and Michael and Rod. And there are a lot of multifamily apartments, one-on-one, everything. So I was listening to a lot of podcasts and everyone. And when I came across yours, YouTube casts and other things, the way you explain things and put forward things Made me understand more with clarity and things were like very well explained from your language. That made me sign up. Okay, let me just narrow it down and follow Michael Blank. Then I, I purchased the Syndicate Deal Analyzer by itself as a first iteration. I understood the whole numbers game that you explained in the Syndicate Deal Analyzer. Okay, this is how you interpret a marketing package. And then you go through all these steps, whether this deal makes a sense or not. Okay, that is only to analyze the deal. But as a first timer, it's not like I'm in 20s and then I'm in my late 40s. So I thought if I have to make something, I have to make it right. And if I have to rinse and repeat this process, maybe I got another 10, 15 years of my time to do this. So I thought, even though it's expensive for me, let me sign up with the blank because that, that, that process of explaining things made me more clear understand. So then I started talking to your uh, allied people, uh, got in touch, and then uh, I explained why I'm coming here, why I want to enroll, and that is how I started the mentorship program.
0: Now, we have a kind of a unique approach in our mentoring program. We, we really take people from where they are right now to doing their first deal, scaling their portfolio to 1,000 units. And so it's a continuous process. The first deal obviously being very, very important. But we have a unique process that we start off called dealmaker certification, which is kind of you know, the first 90 days where you learn everything that you need to learn about apartment buildings. And then we kind of make you practice. We make you analyze you know, five deals, talk to 10 investors, talk to 10 brokers. And you struggled with that a little bit early on and it took longer than it should have. What was going on with you during this time?
1: Yeah, I was not, I think maybe for the few weeks, I was not dedicating a commitment time to go through all these steps. There were breaks. And then as and when I was scheduling calls with Cody and other people, they gave me a good encouragement to not to lose the track, to hold the ball, to do something in every of my next two weeks meeting. And then I find, I mean, it was mostly, I I would say, it's it's on my part between between my regular full time job and other things. I know I was comfortable, but I didn't
0: do it. Well, let's talk about that, right? Because it, it it real life comes in play all the time. I mean, what you're what you're doing here can literally make you financially free. So it's it's a worthwhile, very important thing. But then there's everyday life that comes in. You go on vacation. Someone comes sick, right? And so now things are starting to drag out. And how did you kind of get back on track? What were some of the things that really helped you to kind of get back on track? Because now you are back on track and maybe it took longer than it should have. But how did you navigate that?
1: Yeah, the, I, I realized that when Cody mentioned that I'm a little bit behind on my mentorship program, but he's there at every time to support me with whatever this stuff I need to get on. Then I realized that I need to time box things because once, I, once I'm getting up, caught up with work for two to three weeks, I'm not looking at these courses. Once I start this, I'm lagging there. So I thought at the phase of life I am in both are important. Like right now, my full-time job is important to keep my paycheck coming. This I have to build it somehow. Until I get there, I can't leave this. So then I started time boxing, like okay, let me do my job. I should not distract it. But outside the hours, let me make my changes in my lifestyle. Like get up at 4:30 first, let me first two hours, let me do this content. Then go to my regular job so that my regular job duties around the home and work won't get distracted. And in the night, if I get one hour, let me sit. And then somehow I have to expand my daytime to get into this without affecting the regular full time until I'm comfortable with this. So I I started things.
0: So this is great, Sudhir. So you actually got up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah to kind of go through the coursework and and do the practice and things of that nature yeah just that get, is interesting yeah
1: just to get warm up myself i will do like little half an hour 40 minutes of my workout and 5:30 to 7 is my full time on this no one will pick me ask me anything i will do this
0: now sudhir so it it could have gone the other way too it could have been like you're like everyday life takes over so much that you were like you know what i'm just going to move on with my life Why did you do the things you did? Like think back, you getting up at four o'clock, four thirty in the morning. Why did you do that?
1: Because if I if I don't do that, like you mentioned, every day is going by and I just keep talking and and it also like sometimes it affects from family. Like I was telling my family, I'm getting into this, and the family started asking, You're telling this for the last one year. What are the next steps? What are the next steps? Like I'm saying, mm-hmm. I will do it, I will do it, but nothing is happening. So it kind of, I stopped telling the reasons for them. Let me, I have to show them in action for myself, for them at least something to happen. I have to make some changes. So it's okay. Initially, it was hard, but now I got, I mean, l- let me practice getting at 4.30. Sky is not going to fall down. If I do it for one year, it's okay. I'm having my sleep from 10 to 4, 6, 7 hours. I'm okay. That's okay. I mean, so I I started that. Yeah. I, I want to make it a habit before before I come into it. Yeah, that's how I start.
0: I love that you have your coach holding you accountable, which is which is one thing, right? But when your family is holding you accountable at the dinner table, hey, Dad, what'd you do today? Nothing, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I keep telling these just, stories about multifamily, but I also told uh, we will do one day, and I have been telling this for the last twelve to twelve months. Nothing is happening, so that got me a little so, upset. <laughs> Whatever. It?
0: Yeah, that's that's good. You know, you need that. And you, you did it. If you hadn't gotten upset, you might still be doing what you were doing before. And I, I, I love that. So you've gotten through the certification process, which means that you've had to have the analy- learn to analyze deals, talk to brokers, talk to some investors. And so now you're working with one of our full-time syndicators, who are very difficult to find, by the way, because they're so accomplished and they just really want to share and help other people. And so where are you now? Kind of, and, and, and more importantly, maybe where do you feel like you're stuck right now?
1: I'm stuck right now. I mean, at least on the hand, I have one or two opportunities where they're asking me to raise the capital. So that is one thing I mentioned with Paula. I will show the, I will uh, review with her the whole analysis. And if she, if she finds it also that is uh, worth going forward, then I asked her if, if we can request the blanks group to raise capital for it. That is one thing that is actually I'm doing on a daily basis. The other things on the side is, i'm trying to find new i mean my strong area i feel is i want to analyze deals get through it even my wife she's also very good at the financial analysis she's a like a senior program manager in one of the companies so she works with like 40 million 50 million dollar projects on her work side so she actually understands each part of the dollar where it is going to not allocated what is it so she once we have a deal on hand she told she can spend some of her time doing the whole deal analysis and we have to get through this somehow. So that is where I'm right now, Mike.
0: That's great. Is there anything I can
1: help you with? One thing is I I didn't partner with anyone right now. So I have to partner, I have to find a right partner, my companions who who are in the same stage or who can work with me. And then I have to find more deals coming into my inbox to analyze it. These two are the gaps that I'm having right
0: now. So you may already know this, but financial freedom is my obsession. I spent years testing out different ventures in my pursuit of financial freedom. I've done day trading, owned restaurants, flipped houses, done software. But eventually I discovered multifamily real estate syndication. And it's really the only proven way to become financial free with real estate. After doing my first syndication deal in 2011, I was hooked. I started buying bigger and bigger apartment complexes, raising more money. And we now own over $350 million in assets. And I want to help you do the same. We teach people from all walks of life how to achieve financial freedom with multifamily real estates. And our students have acquired over $1.5 billion in apartment assets so far. Complete beginners have done their first deal and quit their job, typically within 12 months of working with us, some as early as six months. We've helped experienced syndicators. Who have done a few deals, scale their portfolio to 1,000 units or $10 million raised while working less. Now, if you're looking to do your first indication deal or you've already done a few and you're looking to scale, but maybe you're struggling to get to the next level, let's talk. Go to the michaelbunk.com forward slash call. And book a free strategy session with one of our advisors. So we're gonna do in that call is we're gonna talk about your goals, where you are now, and put together a custom plan to help you get to that next level, whether it's your first deal or a thousand units. And here's the thing: if we decide to work together, then great. Otherwise, you're going to gain an incredible clarity from talking with one of our advisors during that call either way you win and there's no obligation so go ahead and book that call right now go to the michaelblanc.com and book that free strategy session. because here's the thing i really want to imagine how your life will change when you achieve that next level of where you want to be it's financial freedom quitting your job for the first time or building generational wealth with a thousand know, units or $10 million raised, whatever that is in the realm of real estate and apartment buildings, we wanna help you get there. We can help you make that reality for you and your family. So go ahead and book that call, themichaelblank.com forward slash call. Talk to you soon. Let's talk about you pick your first one. What are you doing to solve each of these or one of those? Pick your favorite one, whatever you've been doing to solve those problems.
1: Finding deals, I'm trying to, I'm, um... Most of the times, I'm trying to connect to LoopNet and get the marketing dog from various brokers and things. The other gap I see there is maybe I'm not networking enough with the brokers to let me know what are the deals out there. Except that I am looking online and trying to find, spend time finding opportunities. So I was thinking I have to, I have to somehow start uh, calling brokers and first get into a relationship with few of them in my metro areas. And then I have to start the next step. That is one gap I see. it. And the other thing what I mentioned is finding partners. Same thing, finding partners. I have to start talking to the people with the same vision. I have to go to the local meetups and things, who are actually doing what and who is strong in what areas so that the areas that I am weak with, I want to start. Can he partner with me and things like that? That is another gap I find I was thinking of myself. And yeah, obviously spend more time once I start networking on these gaps. The, the, those are the things I'm thinking currently. Michael.
0: Okay, yeah, that's good. I'm, let's talk about the deal finding side right now. You're, I think you're right. You're, I think you identified that gap correctly. It is all about the relationship with those brokers. And the reason you, you get deals from LoopNet is so you can find who the brokers are. But once you know who the brokers are, you got to stop going to LoopNet. You got to do exactly what you just said. You got to start calling them, building a relationship. You know, you get a feel for some of the brokers over the phone and email how they communicate, what kind of deal volume they have, and then at that point, you know, you want to try to drive or hop in a plane and meet them in person, take them to lunch or dinner or something like that. But that's that's where the the gold is is in the relationships. And the good news is, in any given market, there's not like hundreds of brokers. There's like literally. I mean if there was more than a dozen I'm shocked. It's still like it's definitely the 80/20 rule like you know 20% of the brokers control 80% of the volume and so you're you're probably talking to a handful of brokers. And so figuring out who those people are and then investing in them that's the key there. So you've already you already think you already identified that gap correctly. Any other thoughts on on the broker side?
1: No, I have to action it. I identified the gap. Thank you for the feedback, but then now I have to get to talk to them. That That is the part I'm missing right now.
0: Okay. So what do you have to do
1: next? The various brokers that I find in LoopNet from various listings in the areas, metro cities like Tampa, Atlanta, Carolinas that I'm looking forward I have to start calling them. If some deal doesn't work out, that's fine. But I have to keep keep in touch with them so that they remember my name on a day-to-day basis. If something comes up, they have to send me a text or they have to let me know this is there, are you looking at interested? So that kind of interaction is not there right now with any of the broker, except that okay. I'm going on online and picking up. And it takes a few days for broker to respond to me because they get a lot of emails from a lot of people. That's right. So once I once I send That's a right. text, I want in the next one or two hours, that guy sees it, oh, this guy is actually interested. Let me send some details. At least that kind of is not established like we do at, at our workplaces. Like if I send a message to someone, they will immediately respond to me over a period of, on this side, this is not happening. So I thought maybe I had to do that. This is like a new job for me. So I had to do that. So that's
0: where I am. I love it. I love it. Okay. I think you've got a clear plan on that one. Now let's talk about on the partnering side. Why do you feel the need to partner? And so the second question is, when you answer why, what partner are you looking for? So why do you feel like you need a partner? What do you want that partner to do?
1: It's like I'm. What I'm thinking is, say if if I get a if I get a deal and if I go through SDA and uh, all through my chain and your network and Paula and everyone says yes, it's a good deal to get into. Then if I start looking for partners and people who can raise the capital, who can manage the property, who can coordinate the whole execution process, maybe three or four people that I want to partner and start doing things then I will fall in the same loop like I'm doing right now. I have, it's not a single threaded. like it may be another few months before I get into the whole network. So while I'm talking with brokers and getting the deals, why not I start open this thread and start partnering with people? I get to know whom I can work with. If there are some people, if, if I'm not able to comfortably work with, maybe I'll go to another person. And, and the reason is, if I start talking to more people, I'll get to know more. Maybe some have done already deals. Who are ready to include me in their thing or if they have made some mistakes if i have a good friendship with them they will tell okay once you get a deal look for these areas where you will go a loss pay special attention to that so all those things i i might start parallelly talking to people so that i can use it whenever i start deal analysis both things should be parallel is what i'm feeling not not like a one after the other sequence
0: yeah, so I, I think you you recognize that correctly, and that's what we teach is the capital raising partnering at the same time as the deal finding. So what I'm hearing you say is you are tending more towards like the deal finding side of things, which is which is great. There's only there's two major directions. One is kind of the deal finding, the other one is the capital raising. You tend to you're probably swing more to the deal finding. I'd say probably the students we work with are about 50-50, okay. which is good news because that means that there's someone out there who is actually more comfortable in raising capital because they don't really like numbers. They don't want to talk to brokers. They don't want to analyze deals, but they have great networks. They have great relationships. And so you're looking for someone like that, just to be clear about what kind of partner you're looking for so you can recognize them. In other words, you're not finding another deal finder. Okay. What you're really looking for is you're looking for a capital raising partner to partner with. Now the two of you. Are coming together now. That does not mean that you shouldn't know how to raise money. It doesn't mean you shouldn't raise any money. Really? Yeah. Right? Similarly, your capital raising partner. That does not mean that they don't need to know how to analyze deals. They have to know how to analyze deals so then they explain it to their investors, right? So it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be involved in the operations, but it does clarify who you're looking looking for. So now the question becomes: Where are you going to find those people? So here now, you mentioned going to local meetups, and I think that's one place. It's not the greatest place. Exactly. What are some What are some of the other other ways that you can identify some of these capital raising partners?
1: Right now, I don't have a straight answer on that. Straight answer. Okay. But I'm just following various Facebooks, Facebook groups for capital raising, Instagram okay. groups. Uh, these are the things I'm trying to get connected through LinkedIn. We will raise capital. We will do this for you. We will do this for a webinar. So I'm just trying to network into more that kind of people and see if if I find a person. So that's where I am right now.
0: So you just started working with Paula. One of the things, and she's one of our full-time uh, syndication mentors, is to leverage the network uh, that she has and that we have collectively, right? So you wanna you wanna connect in our ecosystem. And anyone watching, listening to this, if you're if you're in a mentoring program right now, we're in a different program. There's an ecosystem that's built in there and there's there's students that are going through these things various capabilities like you just talked about people that have maybe graduated and done some deals so there's an ecosystem almost like an alumni club and so you want to you want to be connected with that so you want to ask Paula to connect you maybe with other students who are raising capital you want to use the online community that we have the dealmakers mastermind mm-hmm. to connect with others hey my name is Sudhir I'm getting deal flow I'm I'm underwriting I'm you know tell them what you've done hey I'm working with a mentor I'm underwriting five deals uh, a week, I'm looking looking to make at least two to three offers per month LOIs. I'm getting regular deal flow, talking to brokers. I'm really looking for a capital raiser who does X, Y, and Z. If you're interested in that, reach out to me. Let's set up a Zoom call. All right, so that's what you're looking for, and you want to go into your ecosystem first, which is the one you're in right now. And that'll keep you pretty busy, but there's other ecosystems out there as well. For example, there's conferences throughout the year, and they're a great place to meet people. Again, you want to be clear about what you're looking for, so you're not just talking in, in generalities. Mm-hmm. So you got to be very clear about the kind of partner that you're looking for, and then and then just simply setting up Zoom calls, just like you're doing with with brokers and yes. having conversations uh, with people.
1: Got it. Mike. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll get. Yeah. And
0: all advice. you need is one. The cool thing is, all you need is one. Yeah. You know, and with brokers, you need like five. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you need dozens of people that you need to connect. You know, that you need as a partner. You're just looking for one person. Mm-hmm. That you see eye to eye in, and, and, and that's that's it, and you're off to the races. Right, Mike.
1: Yeah. I need to connect with Paula and I will start expanding on that.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I think, so the, the thing is, people listening to this, once you get through your early training, whatever training you're getting, whether it's through us or, or somebody else, you know, it takes up a lot of time now for just learning. Now, what we did with a certification process is we make you actually practice what you learn, which is, in my opinion, the missing link in many learning programs is that you never prep. A lot of people just, they learn and they, and they checked up the box and they don't get the practice in a safe environment. And that takes time, right? So you practicing in a safe environment takes takes time. And now, really, all you're doing is two things, right? You're talking to brokers, making deals, like the deal stuff. And you're talking with capital sources. Those are gonna be your investors or your partners. That's it. Mm -hmm. It, For many people, this gets kind of boring and gets kind of tedious. Have you thought about that? Do you think this might get boring and tedious? And and if so, what's kind of your plan for sticking with it?
1: The boring of talking to brokers?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're kind of doing the same thing now until something happens. You're talking to brokers and you're talking to partners and you're talking to investors.
1: No. I mean, it's a mindset, Michael. I know it's it's boring to repeat the things, but it's okay if the other person is not accepting or is not ready to give the information I'm requesting. He's part of my network. Maybe one day he will, but just keep him in the network. Go to other XYZ person. Go to other person. Because here the objective is, is not the boring part or if the other person is giving or not. It's the objective here is... What I am trying to get, like you mentioned from the very beginning, mindset, just work patiently with, with no expectations from others. But if, if, if I have my mind clear, I want to get into this. Maybe this year is not a good, like a lot of people keep telling me, Oh, you are into multifamily, interest rates are rising, this is rising, that is rising. That is part one of the problem, but that's not the entire problem. There may be an opportunities like, you just have to keep looking. If you hear someone on the road, and if you hear for ten days, and if that's a problem, and if you slow down, then you you're going off the track again. Now I'm again off the track, but that is not the way it is. Like like you mentioned many times, a situation may be good and bad, but it's good for some people, bad for some people. So we are looking for a good. We I am I believe I'm in I'm looking for opportunities. The interest rates going down is bad for some other group not for me because i'm not there in that four to nine percent interest rate group i didn't sign any gp deal right now so if those comes then i may be getting that opportunity so why not i keep looking so unless i put there i don't know that is what i'm thinking let us see i i'm patient enough at least in in this kind of thing so i want to act uh, make it a habit to do it and and once i see my first numbers until then, even I stopped telling my family, I will do it, I will do it. I said, I- I'm doing it. Give me a few more months' time. And I just started working silently. That's all. For now, it's all quiet and calm.
0: <laughs> I love that. I, I love that you mentioned it's, it's mindset. I like that you said that you're not looking to for any kind of outcome. I think that's the right attitude. And that you said it's never going to get boring. And I, I just love that. So, you know, what I'm hearing you say is you're committed to the activity, for as long as it takes. And if you keep working it long enough, you will get the outcome you seek. So I love that suit here. Hey, thank you so much for for being here and sharing your your journey. Uh, I would love to reconnect with you in a year from now and and see where, where you are.
1: Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for your time.
0: Now, I think there's a few key things to remember here. One is something that should take 90 days, took him more like nine months. It's really the early learning and practicing stages that we call dealmaker certification. That took him nine months. And it's because real life got into the way and he maybe made some excuses and let things lapse, didn't follow up on his commitments, didn't do the assignments, didn't attend calls, blah, 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 right? Real life happens. The question is, what do you do with it? And luckily, he was working with us, his accountability partner on, on our team. And equally importantly, he was telling his family about the things he was going to do and his family asked about it. And he was like, well, blah, blah, blah. I haven't done anything. And they held him accountable. So having an accountability partner... Who will actually call BS on you is absolutely critical. And the other thing also is that he he got tired of talking all the time. He wanted to take action. He wanted to be in a different place. I remember, Andy Stanley said something. It is not your, it is not your intention that determines your destination, right? It's your direction. And so you can want things all day long. I want to be financial free. I want to be a millionaire. I wanna I wanna wanna. But really, what is your direction? What are you actually doing? And that's the difference between people who talk all day and people who quietly actually take action. And he just got fed up with it. And this is a very, very important point because if you're not fed up with simply talking about it, you're not going to get back on track. So I think that's absolutely key to really remind yourself that it's what you're doing that makes a difference, not what you say all day long. And that was important for him. The other thing he said is really key, and that is consistency. It's the last stage in transformation because that is actually the key. If you look at If I look at all the students that we've ever worked with, hundreds of people worked with, people who are successful versus ones who are not, they don't really share a lot of things in common. There's no demographic. There's no ethnicity. There's no age, size, weight, color, how much money they have, who they know. No, it's not. It's really consistency. And it doesn't matter. Any of those things don't matter. It's consistency. And that is really doing a, a little bit. I call it taking tiny action every single day. A great book to read is Atomic Habits, which kind of brings us home in a very practical way, but it really talks about taking tiny action every single day. It's not this take massive action. Now, who takes massive action? No one does that. It's taking tiny action every single day, and that's what Sudhir figured out. That's what he's doing every single day. And he told me that just off the air. He said, man, if, if, I, if I don't do something every day, I will do something. I will do something, even if it's the tiniest, smallest thing, so I can say I have done something to move this forward every single day. And that's a really, really good message as well. And by the way, if this all sounds a little bit too much for you and you'd rather just invest passively, we'd love to have a conversation. We don't just work with people and help them do their first deal, become financial free and scale to a thousand units. We also do those things ourselves. So we're constantly looking for real estate and, and, and providing opportunity for a passive investor. So if you're a passive investor and you are interested in investing in real estate, We have a variety of different options available to us. The thing to do now is simply to go to nighthawkequity.com and schedule a call with us. Click that join button. You'll fill out a short questionnaire and schedule a call with us. We'd love to talk to you about how you might be to invest passively in real estate. So hope you guys were inspired by today's real podcast. People who haven't even done a deal yet, people who have struggled and are still on a journey. Hopefully that inspires you to get started or keep going. Thanks for listening Take the next step toward financial freedom by checking out our Freedom Vault, where you can find free resources to help you with apartment building investing. Whether you're an active investor just starting out, or looking to scale your syndication business, or looking to invest passively, head over to themichaelblock.com slash vault to gain access to our Freedom Vault.